a disaster, a podcast about disasters and the music they make us listen to. I'm Peter, and I'm not here with my co-host Lee. Uh, I'm Lee, and I'm not here with my co-host Peter. And I'm I'm up I'm positive about it this time because I think they're announcing that 30 plus gets the vaccine soon. Really? So yeah, that's yeah. good. That's you. I think, I think that's yeah. I'm I'm almost 40 plus, but I'm currently yeah. 30 you're plus. not quite in that club yet. Yeah, yeah. So it's that'll be perks. nice. That will be nice. Yeah, I've had uh, one jab so far. So nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really, I don't really have big plans to like immediately go out. I feel like I'm going to be afraid of people for a long time. But it'll be nice to have that security. It will. Yeah. No, it's it's a slow, slow dip back into the pool. It's not. Yeah. You're not exactly making your way to the diving board. But anyway, I'm hopeful that once we're both jabbed, we could at least maybe record in the studio again. That would be, that nice. Would be nice. Yeah. That'd that be nice to see you in person. We can, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Today, you're joining us for a Tragedy Tuesday brought to you by me. Yeah. Before we get into that, a little bit of the housekeeping that I've been doing for two years now. Mm-hmm. If you're new here, welcome. If you're old here, welcome back. If you're wondering what the best pl- where the best place to start is, we recommend starting at the beginning. We're currently in kind of like a season two kind of thing, but it is a big, long continuity. We'll do callbacks. I know I've got a bunch in this episode, so you won't miss inside <laughs> jokes, but a lot of times we'll be like, hey, remember episode whatever with the whatever when it lit on fire? Yeah. Then you'll know. <laughs> then you'll know. Classic callback. Right <laughs> if you like what you hear, if you get through all the episodes and you like what you hear, the best way you can help us out is to tell someone you know to listen. The next best thing you can do is to subscribe if you aren't already and to leave a rating or review. Those are super helpful. You can also check us out on social media at This Disaster Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can join us on our Discord that you can find on our website, www.thisdisasterpod.com. You can also become a patron on our Patreon dot com slash this disaster pod you get bonus contents every two weeks and uh, a bunch of other stuff and we also have shirts that are up for pre-order yeah so that's that's sort of like round three of making shirts and those are that's going to be up until the end of june and then we'll make them custom for you and send them out so you just go on the website it's 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 kind of confusing because it says it's a back order really that's a pre-order so you go on there you quote unquote back order a shirt uh and then we'll make them to order and ship those out and i think this time we're actually gonna have tank tops too so cool. Keep an eye on that. Time for the summer. Shop.thisdisasterpod.com. Mm. And I think that's pretty much it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it. All right. Let's go. So first of all, Lee. Yes. I know that I've misled you in the past on this podcast. Like I'll always <laughs> set you up for things and then I'll like yank the carpet out from under oh, you. Oh yeah, I'm I'm used to that other shoe dropping, sure. Now that we're in season two and we're coming into like the second year, I vowed to stop doing that. <laughs> so okay. I promise that this is not a trick question. Okay. Do you remember that time that a ship got stuck in the Suez Canal? Uh yeah. That's uh that sounds familiar. I'm speaking, of course, about the time that 14 ships got stuck for nearly a decade in the 1960s following the Six-Day War. No, I don't remember that. Sorry, was there a more recent... Um, no, I don't think so. You should look at the internet a little bit, though. I told you that I would not... I would no longer be misleading you, so that's... You're like Lucy pulling the football away from Charlie Brown, <laughs> and he always falls for it. I'm Charlie Brown. Except, except in our <laughs> circumstance... Charlie Brown and Lucy haven't been face to face in like a year. <laughs> and next time Charlie Brown sees Lucy, he's going to punch Lucy in the face. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> She's got a lot to answer for that. Lucy. <laughs> Lucy Van Pelt. A little bit about the Suez Canal because that's <laughs> yes, how we... <laughs> Let's get some backstory. So humans have been looking for ways to connect large bodies of water for millennia. Oh, sure. It turns out. 
If you look at a map, the Mediterranean Sea is tantalizingly close to the Red Sea. Mm. All that stands in the way is a pesky little strip of land connecting Africa and the Middle East by way of Egypt. Ah. If you can kind of picture the mask. Kind the of, ma- yeah, yeah. mask. The mask map. of the map. Yep. So we've talked about ancient Egypt on a few occasions. Famine of Egypt, episode 12. Yep. Thera Destroyer, episode 27. Oh, yeah, right. That was right. a particularly good one. Mm-hmm. That's where we talk about the, the story behind the parting of the Red Sea and all that. You remember That's that? That's right. cool. Yeah. yeah. Possible uh, kernel of truth there. Mm-hmm. Mm. As far back as nearly 2000 BC, the ancient Egyptians built the Canal of the Pharaohs which joined the Nile to the Red Sea. Okay. It was primarily an irrigation channel and became navigable when the tide rose, but it was kind of like the first instance of connecting the Mediterranean to the Red Sea because mm-hmm. the Nile kind of comes down from the Mediterranean. I'm always amazed when I when you know you hear about ancient civilizations and just how smart they were mm-hmm. and the ingenuity they had. But I mean like on one hand why wouldn't they be? They're, they had you know brains right. like we do, but just the lack of technology it's just sort of a short-sighted like well they didn't have yeah screwdrivers and iphones so how'd they do anything <laughs> <laughs> you know that, you work yeah that is very got. true like two th- again i think we've talked about this before but 2000 bc yeah so that's 2000 years before our era started mm-hmm. and we're 2000 years after that era started yeah 2000 years before you know the most basic yeah you know tools were available yeah think about zero <laughs> Now yeah. go 2,000 years before that. Mm-hmm. And it also makes you think, like you were saying, their knowledge wasn't as expensive as ours, but I feel like you give some, you give a 2,000 BC ancient Egyptian an iPhone <laughs> and it, well, I mean, first they'd probably stab you and light you on fire. Yeah. <laughs> but if you could, if you'd managed to get it to them and not die mm-hmm. within like a day or two, they'd be like, yeah, I know how this works. Exactly. They'd figure it out. <laughs> yep. It'd be like raw just amazing. made it work. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, records exist of this and other waterways being built and expanded over the ages, but it wasn't really until the mid 1850s AD mm. now, or CE, if you ask nuclear norm, sure, which sure. is another sort of, it's kind of a funny distinction. Common era. Like I, I, I get why you call it current era. Oh, current era. But it's yeah. like, yeah, CE versus AD after death. Just like, I don't call it AD. I call it CE. That's still the still the same number yeah but i'm not acknowledging where it came from no i'm not yeah it's still the same number and it still has a very specific starting (laughs) point i don't want to say what it is (laughs) (laughs) to the day if you're touchy about that (laughs) series of it's very specific to one particular dude (laughs) who definitely did exist if you ask any historian by the way Mm -hmm. totally talking talking about jesus now we are, we are. But I, I have read, you. this is, I'm, okay, we haven't even gotten into it and I'm not, we're already yeah. diverting, but <laughs> I have fine. read that if you are a historian, mm-hmm. religious or secular mm-hmm. or whatever, if you don't mm-hmm. believe a guy named Jesus Christ existed during that mm-hmm. time period, you're a laughing stock. I find that interesting. It's based on something. Of course. Whatever you believe, believe yeah. it or not, believe it's it or still not. A, at a certain level of historical text. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like, I feel like, you know, for, you know, if you're not a believer, uh, stories like, you know, Achilles, Achilles didn't necessarily exist, but I'm sure there was stories of a great warrior that got inflated to the point of Achilles. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, sure, there's a dude that was pretty good at fighting. Yeah. And then he became got stabbed in the, the legend, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Anyway. Already Start way off your track. story. <laughs> that's fine. That's what, that's what we're, we're not that's even out of the here. driveway yet. So yeah, it wasn't until the, uh, the mid 1850s, nearly 4,000 years later, like yes, we talked yes, about, yes, that yes. any here official steps were taken to establish a waterway connecting the Mediterranean to the Red Sea. 
Okay. It was Ferdinand Marie, Vicomte de Lesseps, and a French diplomat, <laughs> who obtained permission from the Viceroy of Egypt to connect to construct a canal that would be open to any nation wishing to cross from the Mediterranean to the Red Sea. Hmm. It's quite generous. First of all, super cool idea. Yeah. Second of all, I can't hear Viceroy without thinking about how boring the Phantom Menace was <laughs> yes, for the first half hour. Exactly where my brain went like, <laughs> Viceroy barf. <laughs> also, I rewatched it a couple of years ago with Nuclear Norm. Yeah. I know that it's supposed to be an alien accent, but it's like shockingly racist. <laughs> it's it's like a, a caricature of Asian, isn't it? Right. Is he the Trade Federation guy? Exactly. Yeah, I don't even want to do it, but... <laughs> No, no, like we, you can't because no. it's like, okay, this is an alien, but this is an alien that's like a 30s stereotype of a like an Asian person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Anyway. Good stuff. If you remember what we're talking about, the deal is that the Suez Canal Company, uh, established by Ferdinand, would operate the canal for 99 years. Wow. Which we recently discussed that. What is up with the, what is up with 99? It, at this time in the 1800s, did people not realize that after 100 years, the 100 years ends? And history continues. Yeah. We're going to sign a lease for Hong Kong for 99 years. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's, we won't even live past that, but you know. Yeah. What happens is I, I'll be dead by then, said the person you <laughs> sent. So it's your right. problem. The British were not fans of the Suez Canal, virtually from the moment of its inception, mm. even from the moment of its rumored plans, because at the time <laughs> they controlled the Cape route. Oh, okay. Well, then that's a shipping route that would, went from England around the base of Africa and to India. So that's how they would get to India before the Suez Canal existed. Okay. You can sort of picture the map. Picturing it, yeah. And the idea of the Suez Canal is that you could basically go down from England into the Mediterranean Sea, kind of squeeze your way through Africa mm. and the Middle East, and then make your way to India. Way shorter. It's a way to uh, circumvent the Cape Route. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah one per episode First arrest development <sighs> reference <laughs> also not the the cape route shouldn't be confused with the clipper route which mm. might sound familiar because it was the route used by the competitors in the golden globe race is that the uh the 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 can i remember his name don crowhurst yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i remember yeah that. I, I should mention it was used by all competitors except donald crowhurst <laughs> if you want to if you want to know yeah, what other I mean by that plans. Epi- yeah Check episode those, nine yeah. and ten yeah, those are doozies. still my favorites. Yeah. So you can imagine that a canal that offers a more or less straight line voyage might threaten their sense of superiority. This is England's sense of superiority, given that they thus far controlled the Cape route for trade. Right. So essentially, England's like, no, we we got we got trade routes to India. That's that's our thing. Uh-huh. We control the Cape route, <laughs> and You're like we got a straight line here. Exactly. And Ferdinand comes along, and he's like. Actually, I'm going to build a canal that's going to be open to all nations that they can just they can just go through if they want to get to India. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That'll go over well. Don't want that. <laughs> Despite England's best efforts to shit all over the project, <laughs> even halting progress at one point by generating an outcry over alleged slave labor being used to build the canal. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Uh-huh. You, that's a problem for you now. I was gonna. It's yeah. They're they're objecting to slave labor building the canal that would shorten the trip to India. Sorry, <laughs> British India. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Despite all this, the Suez Canal opened in 1869 and was the blissful multinational kumbaya fest promised <laughs> by the Vicomte de Lesseps just 20 years earlier. Oh, great. Except not at all, oh. and it has been the focus of disputes and armed conflicts virtually since its inception. Oh, good. We talked a little bit about it in the Egyptian famine episode, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit more now. Good. That's why I came. Starting with the Six-Day War, and mm. we're getting closer to the disaster. As a reminder, the Suez Crisis was a damn conflict. 
You're damn right it was. Not not like a damn conflict, but a damn conflict. Oh, yeah, I know. I get it. It's a damn conflict. It's, it's a damn, it's a damn con- conflict. <laughs> we're on this. We're clearly on the same page here. Damn There's conflict. no misunderstanding here. It was a goddamn conflict, I think. <laughs> I don't even see how you would misunderstand. No, 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 no. So what I mean by this, of course, is that Egypt wanted to build the Aswan Dam across the Nile in the mid-1950s. Pick a better name, tongue twister. Seriously. It's one ends with an N. The next one ends with an M. Aswan Dam. So originally, the UK and the US pledged to support the construction of this dam, but ultimately backed out when Egypt also canvassed the Soviet Union for support. Because you can, this was a period of time when the UK and the US were kind of glaring across a wall at the Soviet Union. Uh, Yeah, as always. (laughs) Well... Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like we, that's we get, coming back. I, I pick, like, it's when you're picking teams for baseball. I yeah. pick uh, Russia. <laughs> oh, okay. We're friends now. Yeah. Can't eat lunch together anymore, I guess. Yeah, I guess not. guess not. In response to the UK and the US pulling their support because of this whole canvassing Soviet Union for, the, for their support, hmm. Egypt nationalized the Suez Canal in 1956 with the intention of using the proceeds from the ships passing through the canal to finance the construction of the Aswan Dam. Uh-huh. And that might ring a bell from uh, episode 12 when we talked about the Egyptian famine. No, but I take your word for it. That was a while ago. Fair enough. <laughs> so that that's true. That was like <laughs> half a podcast. Or I was yeah. like a third, a third of the way into the podcast. Yeah, yeah. To summarize the position of the UK, France, and Israel in response to this whole nationalizing the Suez Canal. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> and they invaded Pretty Egypt. Cool. And to be specific, Israel invaded Egypt's Sinai Peninsula, forcing uh-huh. Egypt to engage Israel. And then the UK and France could then use this as a pretense to enter the conflict, citing the conflict as a quote-unquote threat to stability in the Middle East. Okay. So to be clear, <laughs> they started. This was, a, this was a plan hatched by the three nations ahead of time and called Operation Dick Move, <laughs> I imagine. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it, also, it also started a long tradition of citing stability in the Middle East for parking all of your guns and tanks on it. <laughs> we, can, we can thank them for that. Eventually, Canada stepped in and de-escalated the situation. You're welcome, world. Good on us. But you can imagine that tensions didn't really just go away. In fact, they were reignited not 10 years later when Egypt moved to block Israel shipping through the Straits of Tehran, which is kind of a passage from the Gulf of Aqaba to the Red Sea, sort of between between Egypt and Israel. Uh And without going into depth, because we're already halfway through this episode and I haven't even mentioned what we're talking about, (laughs) this sparked the Six-Day War in which... Israel single-handedly spanked Egypt and its allies, Jordan and Syria, (laughs) took control of the Sinai Peninsula and forced the Egyptian president to resign in shame, (laughs) only to be reinstated when people rioted and wanted him back. But still, so Israel kind of like mopped the floor with everyone. Yeah, that's a lot in six days. The Six-Day War also had the effect of establishing the Yellow Fleet. Okay. So in June 1967... 15 ships from France, the UK, Poland, Czechoslovakia, Bulgaria, Sweden, West Germany, and the US were making their way through the Suez Canal when war broke out on June 5th, the Six-Day War. (laughs) As part of the strategy during this conflict, ships were sank at either end of the canal to block the passage. Wow. Because they just didn't want anyone going through the through the canal. Right. Pincer move. Exactly. After a few days of just kind of floating around the canal, the ships realized that they weren't really going to be able to complete their passage Mm because both ends were (laughs) blocked. (laughs) So most of them, 14 of them, anchored in the Great Bitter Lake, which is a saltwater lake that's part of the Suez Canal and was formed during its construction. There was like a big salt bed. And when they flooded the canal, it formed this lake. And anyway, Mm. 14 of them anchored there and one ship was cut off from the others and forced to anchor in Lake 
Timsa in the Nile Delta, where it meets the Mediterranean Sea. Anyway, that one that one's not important. We're talking about the 14 ships right. that anchored in the Great Bitter Lake. Right. Because of the taste that Operation Dick Move left in the Egyptian president's <laughs> mouth, Dick and taste. probably the bruise yeah. that getting his ass kicked so handily left on his butt, Egypt <laughs> vowed that the Suez Canal would remain closed indefinitely. Okay. Because opening it would mean allowing Israeli ships to pass through it and like fuck those guys exactly. at this point. You ruined it for everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, now now Egypt is looking at the rest of the world like you want a shortcut? You you want to take a shortcut to the Cape route? Talk yeah. to Israel. Talk to Israel. Uh, blow them off the face of the earth and then maybe, maybe we'll talk. Essentially, Egypt took their canal ball and went home. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not playing anymore. Not playing. Bye. If you're playing, I'm not playing. I can't wait for those arguments. My, well, like once my son gets into like <laughs> kindergarten and first grade. Oh yeah. Because those are, I remember, like I, I don't remember too much it specifically, but I remember like that feeling being a little shit. No, no, just like that feeling of righteousness where you're like, you know that somebody wronged you and you're like, I'm not playing with you at recess. <laughs> and that's like your that's like your top level threat at that point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remove the grace of my presence from <laughs> right from your life. Uh, Deal with that. Tried that once and it was instantly deflated. <laughs> It's not good when it backfires. <laughs> one of my first friends, actually, you, you know, Tim from DOD. Tim from the internet. Sure. He was like one of the first, one of, one of my first friends in grade one that I made. Yeah. And I remember I like, I tried that. Like I pulled that on him at one point. I can't, I don't know what we we're arguing about. Transformers probably. Probably. <laughs> I'm not playing with you at recess. And he was like, okay. Okay. I'll go play with Jim. But I want to play with you at recess. <laughs> <laughs> this, this didn't work out the way I wanted because I no, really do want to exactly. play with you at recess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I have no one to play with. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, I played with him that recess. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> okay, just kidding. I mean, so beyond this, even if Egypt opened the canal, who's going to sail through a canal anywhere near the Egypt Israel powder keg of a shitstorm <laughs> at this point? Mm, it's not advisable. For the eight years that followed the Six Day War, Egypt and Israel stared angrily at each other <laughs> from across the Suez Canal. <laughs> With the 14 ships anchored in the Great Bitter Lake, looking around awkwardly, shuffling their feet, and desperately trying not to make eye contact with either of them. <laughs> For her eight years. Okay, I'm going to let you explain, because uh -huh. that's quite the setup. Four months into their stay, the crews and officers of the 14 ships marooned in the Suez Canal met on the UK ship Melampus and founded the Great Bitter Lake Association. <laughs> Because they realize that basically they're not going anywhere. Right. So they might as well organize. <laughs> month one was, we'll get out of this soon. Yeah. And then month two, like, uh, I don't know, probably, probably soon now, I think. So, probably, By yeah. month four, like, we got to form a committee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it was the Great Bitter Lake Association, colloquially known as the Fuck It, This Is Where I Live Now Association. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, for the duration of this podcast, Fitiwilna. Fitiwilna, sovereign nation of. <laughs> <laughs> so Fitiwilna members met on each other's ships and organized social events. Yeah. They founded a sailing club. <laughs> hey, what, what you, you work with it, you got, right? <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. What else are you going to do? <laughs> they even held, so in 1968, you had the Mexico City Summer Olympics. Okay. So they held the Bitter Lake Olympic Games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to, you got to admire the pluck. I imagine events included competitive lamenting and endurance weeping. Yes. Because <laughs> like at that point. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a year into the stay there at this point. Oh, God. Chin up, boys and girls. Good job. 
Okay. Members of Fitiwilna mm-hmm. also organized soccer games and lifeboat races. Lifeboat uh, races. <laughs> they had church services and Paddle movie nights harder. aboard the... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, they also had church services and movie nights aboard the Bulgarian ship Vasilevsky. Nice. Where they cursed God the entire time. The Vasilevsky was originally a merchant aircraft carrier in the UK Navy during... World War II. World War II. Yeah. <laughs> You, th- you thought I'd get through an episode without mentioning World I War II. I didn't think so. But <laughs> I did it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, sorry, did you say movie nights? Yeah. Were they reenacting movies or did they have like... <laughs> <laughs> Casablanca again? <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how varied the selection was. <laughs> yeah, I know. They probably had two. We can watch Casablanca or we can watch Casablanca backwards. <laughs> yeah. There's always that. And you know that they could like talk, speak along to it. Yeah, exactly. Casablanca, no sound. We make it up. And backwards too. Yeah. There's the one guy in the back. It's not funny anymore, Gary. I think that guy's been here too long. I think it's insane now. Fitowilna also developed a postage system, including handmade stamps that were eventually recognized by the Egyptian post office for international use. That's very nice of them. Like, right? Guys, just just let them do it. They they live in this fucking lake. So it's also worth mentioning it's so it's not the case that these crews were completely stranded the entire time mm. like they'd rotate some people sometimes so like they, right they could leave er, yeah early <laughs> on because yeah my, when i first read the story they they were there for 8 years i mean that's what i was been thinking the whole time until you said that yeah. until i was like oh of course they're not right prisoners you can, you can get off <laughs> yeah like it's not yeah this isn't the 14th century. Exactly. Like <laughs> but anyway, still, like they still need it, but they still need to maintain these ships. And that takes a sizable crew. So like they would rotate people, but you'd go there and be there for like at least six months at a time. Okay. 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 It was funnier when I thought they were there the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Let's just, let's just say that they were there the whole time. Let's just say Pretend that. they were there the whole let's time. Let's just say they didn't realize they could leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And be like, we could have got out. Yeah. The companies would rotate cru- the crews every four months. Mostly they didn't want to completely abandon the ships because the ships and their contents were valuable. And also they thought that the Suez Canal could reopen at any minute, which to be fair, after eight years, hmm? it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe and if they, if they open, you got to get out of there. Yeah, exactly. Any second now. Finally, after getting stuck in 1967, in 1975, the Suez Canal reopened for international shipping. Yay! In May 1975, the two West German ships made it back to port in Germany under their own power. Yeah. And they were the only ones to do so. The other ones basically declared beyond seaworthiness over the eight years that they spent anchored in this great bitter lake, which, by the way, was made of salt. So I was, yeah. Eating these ships the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Corros- corrosion. <laughs> lagoon yeah yeah the full crews that initially formed the great bitter lake association or rather the the fuck it this is where i live now association <laughs> were eventually replaced by smaller and smaller skeleton crews but in total over three thousand men served on these ships mm. over the course of these eight years Jeez. and incidentally the ships were nicknamed the yellow fleet because of the sand that coated them while anchored in the great bitter lake okay hence the yellow fleet yellow. and the title of this episode <laughs> what i think is most amazing about this story is there's not too many stories of actual disaster mm-hmm. it, is, it is a disaster that they were stuck there for eight years yeah and also there's records of i think at one point they they estimated that there were about 1.5 million beer bottles in great bitter lake <laughs> by the time everything was done <laughs> apparently drinking was a huge problem yeah that that checks out actually yeah 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 <laughs> Again, what else are you going to do? What I like about this story and why I think it was appropriate for this podcast is that it's another instance of getting stuck with a shitty situation and just making it work. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think back to like recently we did Apollo 13. It's a similar kind of thing where it's, you know, I was joking. It's called like the, this is where I live now association, but mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, that's the, that's the mentality. It's like, okay, well, this is the shit sandwich. Let's link arms and bite into it together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're going to sit there and cry. You're going to make the best of it. Yeah. So that's the yellow fleet. And just on a closing thought, just to sum it up, thankfully, this would be the last time a ship or ships would ever be stranded in the Suez Canal whose track record remains unblemished by blockage to this day. <coughs> and that's that's the yellow... Um, sorry. What is... You, are, are you sure? Uh, I'm pretty sure about this. I did the research. So... Oh, you did your own research. I did. I looked into it and uh, yeah. Suez Canal, pristine track record. Okay. I think, from, okay. I, th- I feel like I... No, huh. I think they learned from their mistakes. I guess that was um, a dream I had or... Maybe it was a show. Can't something, think of what you'd be something nope. something like fairly fairly recently. You're mistaken. Oh, okay. Sorry. Anyway, that's the Yellow Fleet, and that's my Tragedy Tuesday. Yeah, mostly background. <laughs> <laughs> Some Yellow Fleet. Uh, for music for my Tragedy Tuesdays, it's basically music that I'm just listening to now. This one's kind of unrelated, mostly. I don't think I've talked about them before on the podcast, but I know that we both like them. It's, the band is the Dirty Nil. Oh, yeah. I usually come back to them you, around this time of year when things are getting a little bit warmer. They're okay. very much like a spring-summer band Yeah, for me. sure. Fun in the sun, kind of. Yep. And uh, the album is, I think it's still my favorite, Higher Power from yep. 2016. Yeah. And opening track, No Weaknesses. Oh, so good. It's such a, such a good song. Yeah. They're, they're Canadian, first of all. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's not why I like them, but you know, I'm just saying that we have like the best that. music. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah like I just came back around to this album recently I think it kind of it kind of fits the feel uh, and the attitude of these sailors because like I said they just <laughs> ended a crappy situation they're yeah. like well we're getting through this <laughs> guys <laughs> let's have a sailing competition <laughs> we're here <laughs> they, just, they formed a regatta I with lifeboats I love it's it awesome yeah <laughs> uh, and like I said it's also almost summer it's like a summer banger so that's why I came to mind yeah Absolutely. So yeah, it is a banger. That's, that's that's my tragedy Tuesday. That's the Yellow Fleet. That was great. I was not expecting that. If you liked what you heard and you want to help us out, the best thing you can do is to tell a friend to listen. And if you happen to be stuck inside a canal, check out our podcast. The, that makes this way easier, especially if you're stuck with like three thousand people because mm-hmm. you got nothing else to do. Grab your iPod, listen to an iPod, uh, an iPod, who has an iPod anymore? Grab your phone, <laughs> listen to a podcast, and be like, "Hey, listen to this, friend." You know exactly. Do some binging. You got nothing else to do. That's right. Certainly not a regatta nah. or 1.5 million bottles of beer to drink. <laughs> no, 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 no. They went, we have too much content now. That wouldn't happen. <laughs> uh, the next best thing you can do is to subscribe if you haven't already and leave a rating or review. Those are both super helpful. Uh, don't forget you can buy a shirt now. Shop.thisdisasterpod.com. If you're a patron that you became a patron by going to patreon.com slash thisdisasterpod, you've got a discount code that you can apply to buying that shirt. So check that out. If you want to follow us on social media at This Disaster Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also our website, www.thisdisasterpod.com and our Discord, which you can get to on our website where we hang out and we chat. And I think next Friday we're doing a watch party oh, to go yeah. along with uh, Nuclear Norm's recent Kowloon The Dark City episode. Uh-huh. We're going to watch, uh, we're going to be watching Bloodsport <laughs> because that was filmed at least in part in Kowloon. There you go. So I think that's going to be it's going to be topic. pretense of uh, it was yeah exactly on topic. The pretense is that we get to see Kowloon in the flesh. So there you go. As close to it in the flesh before it got torn down. Mm. Uh, I watched the trailer. I posted the trailer in the Discord recently. I realized that 
I don't know what the movie's about because there's about <laughs> like in the trailer there's 30 seconds of talking mm-hmm. and then two minutes of Jean-Claude Van Damme roundhousing. <laughs> <laughs> I think you summed the movie up perfectly right there. <laughs> it's probably 30 minutes of talking and <laughs> full hour of roundhouses. Roundhouses. Well, I'm okay with that. So yeah. next Friday, let us let let JCVD roundhouse you into your weekend on our Discord with us. <laughs> exactly. That's uh, going to start 8.30 Eastern Standard. Yeah, it'll be we fun. Usually, uh, watch the show and kind of in the chat, we'll kind of we'll kind of chat along. We'll make our comments. We have fun yeah. with it. We have fun. We have yeah. fun with it. Started with, uh, we did Evil Dead back in October. Evil Dead for Halloween and Die Hard just because. No real occasion. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah. We, wa- we watched it at Christmas because it is a Christmas movie. <laughs> I thought of you the other day because uh, I follow this Instagram account called uh, Vintage Sci-Fi, okay. and he'll he, they will post these uh, in their stories. It'll be like vote for one side or the other. Okay. And it'll be like uh, vote for Superman or Galactus, who would win that kind of thing. Okay, or like <laughs> Doctor Manhattan or the entire DC universe. <laughs> okay, and that one like. 82% of people said Dr. Manhattan, well, yes. which I agree with because he could just <laughs> think them out of existence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then another one was like Dr. Manhattan versus Thanos. It's like 90% Manhattan. Like, yeah. Just again, just, just snap. think and he's gone. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Thanos, you want to snap. That's adorable. Oh, you yeah. need infinity stones. Oh, look at uh, that. Do you have them? No, you don't have them. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll wait here till you get all of them. I'll still win. <laughs> anyway i thought of you because the other day uh they had the foolishly misguided terminator versus robocop oh nice (laughs) i think terminator would win yeah in a fight 90 percent terminator yeah i mean 90 percent terminator yeah i think he would win terminator would win in a fight those two imaginary characters terminator exactly (laughs) exactly I just think Robocop's a better movie. Well, no, it's not. Yeah. Factually incorrect. <laughs> I feel like we should watch those. Those That's an upcoming Discord watch party. We'll watch them both side by side. <laughs> At the same you time. You pick which one you want. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's everything that, uh, that's all the stuff going on. Check all that out. Um, and that's all I had to say, unless Lee, you got anything to add? I'll add that Robocop's a better movie in Terminator. Anything correct to add, though? Any <laughs> any factual statements? I think I come pretty Except correct for, on that one. There's a there, there's a way to turn that into a disaster episode, and we'll figure it out. And then we'll spend <laughs> yeah. an entire. If there's episode. a way, I'm on board. If there's a will, there's a yeah. way. You know what the disaster the disaster is going to be that Lee thinks RoboCop is better than Terminator. That's a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're both good movies. Oh, absolutely! I love them both. I love them it's both. Just a, it's it's a hyped up mock rivalry at this point, and we know. have to follow through. Well, it's stupid. <laughs> mostly because of how wrong you are anyway that's a tragedy <laughs> tuesday thanks for joining us we'll see you in our next major disaster okay bye robocop's better bye no terminator oh, God.